Hey there, welcome to this bonus episode for paid subscribers of Rethinking Wellness. I'm Christy, and today I'm going to be answering audience questions about whether diet drugs can really quiet quote-unquote food noise, and whether it means anything for your recovery that you don't want sweet foods and some other kinds of foods. Now, without any further ado, let's get into this week's first question, which does contain the names of some diet drugs. It's from Alexia, who writes, I've heard about the new weight loss drugs, Munjaro, Wigovi, and Ozempic, reducing quote-unquote food noise. As far as I can tell, food noise refers to persistent, obsessive thoughts regarding food. I first learned about this from a friend who said she started taking one of these drugs to help her with her binge eating disorder. She first learned that it could be taken this way from TikTok. After watching some of the TikToks, I couldn't help but wonder if these might have been placed by the drug companies to encourage off-label prescribing of these drugs. I'm starting to wonder if quote-unquote food noise might be a new way to describe food anxiety in order to medicalize it and encourage prescription drug use. There seems to be some suggestion that a hormone imbalance is at the heart of quote-unquote food noise, but I don't think there's actually any scientific evidence. At the same time, I want people to have the tools they need to help them with their food issues. Do you have any insight into this question? So thanks, Alexia, for that great question. And before I answer, I'll just give my standard disclaimer that these answers and this podcast in general are for informational and educational purposes only, aren't a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice, and don't constitute a provider-patient relationship. So I'm glad you're thinking critically about this issue, and I agree that the drug companies using this concept of quote-unquote food noise is very problematic. So first I'll talk about the term food noise and how it's being used to rebrand a really normal response to restrictive eating, and then I'll address what you said about some of the TikToks maybe being placed by the drug companies and my thoughts on that. So first, what they're calling quote-unquote food noise, persistent obsessive thoughts about food, as you said, is really a sign of hunger, of not eating enough. So many people think that hunger is just your stomach growling, but really there are many subtler non-stomach signs of hunger that I've talked about on my podcast before, and thinking about food all the time is one of the main ones. People will often argue that they're not actually hungry when they're thinking about food. They'll say things like, I'm thinking about food even when I just ate, so how could I possibly be hungry? And I get that. I get thinking that it couldn't possibly be hunger if you've just eaten or if you're totally full. But here's the thing. If you have a longstanding energy deficit from dieting or restrictive and disordered eating, you're going to experience persistent signs of hunger even when you just ate. You're going to experience a lot of signs that your body needs to restore energy. Your body needs more food. And it might not feel like the classic empty stomach sign of hunger. In fact, you might experience these signs of hunger when you're very full, when your stomach is not empty at all. And yet, your body is still telling you that you need more food. So what about people with binge eating disorder like your friend? In those cases, too, binge eating is largely driven by restriction and food deprivation. People who binge tend to think of themselves as eating, quote-unquote, too much. But really, it's often that they're eating too little at non-binge times, and that's creating a deficit that's causing them to make up for it when they binge. So I can definitely understand and empathize wanting to stop the constant, persistent thoughts of food that accompany binge eating disorder, but the way to do that in the long term without any of the nasty side effects and potentially serious side effects of these diet drugs is really to eat enough food and to work on your recovery with a treatment team that specializes in eating disorders that can help you do that. 
Now, of course, I will say that there are people who might have started binge eating for emotional reasons and not because of deprivation, at least initially. But at some point, pretty much anyone who binges in this culture also starts restricting because we live in diet culture, which pushes people who binge to start thinking restrictive thoughts and engaging in restrictive behaviors as a response to binging. So even if the binging began for reasons that had nothing to do with diet culture to start, like as a response to childhood trauma, eventually people feel pressured to diet in order to quote unquote make up for having binged. And so they start restricting as well, even as the binging continues. The restriction just makes the binging worse because it tells the body that it's in a famine and needs to get all the food it can now, otherwise it'll starve. And so it continues to drive the binging forward. So for anyone who binges, whether they have binge eating disorder or some other form of disordered eating, I'd say it's really important not to restrict in response to binging so that the body and the brain can start to feel more regulated and really start to trust that food is always going to be available. And then once you've really and truly stopped the restriction, then you can start to work on any underlying emotional issues that may have driven the binging in the first place and start to learn new coping skills for them in addition to eating. You've been listening to a free preview of this episode. To hear the rest and get tons more bonus content, become a paid subscriber to Rethinking Wellness by going to rethinkingwellness.substack.com. That's rethinkingwellness.substack.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.